Hello and welcome to part 4 of April Fools, where I look at April Fools movies. And tonight I am looking at uh, Return to Horror High, a 1987 court classic, which I believe is George Clooney's first movie. Man, did that man make a lot of shit before becoming famous in ER. Anyway, on with the show, starring Laurie Lethen, Brendan Hughes, Alex Rocco, and of course George Clooney, directed by Bill Frohek. I think that's how pronounce that, folks. The plot a few years ago, a serial killer caused chaos at Krypton High School. The killer was never caught. So, an independent film crew decides to make a movie of the events. As people go missing, is history repeating itself? Hmm. So the movie opens up with a text scroll right out of Blair Witch Project. It says, in 1982, a killer stopped the halls of Krypton High and was never caught. Now, years later, a film company called Cosmic Entertainment Films are back to make a movie of the events and this is their footage. Then, the movie kicks in and it's all very Nick on Elm Street, but with its title card straight out of Friday the 13th part 6. Actually, no wait, scratch that. The music is actually very Friday the 13th mixed with some goth, punk, rock, retro, pish basically. This stuff is terrible, folks. So after the OTT music stops, we meet Chief Daner, played by Pepper Martin, who was in a lot of B-movies in the 70s and 80s. We also meet Officer Tyler, played by Maureen McCormack, who is a, in a shit Ton loads of crap, folks, but is most famous for the Brady Bunch as she plays Marsha Brady. So the chief pulls up in a badly decorated police car. Badly, folks, because the bloody sign is peeling off. This is how cheap this movie was. And he's shown six, seven, or eight dead bodies. It is unknown due to the amount of body parts that were found in the one place. He is then introduced to the sole survivor, the writer of the movie, no, not the actual writer of the movie, but the movie within the movie, Arthur Kesselman, played by Richard Brestov. So, the chief calls every available cop to search the school, which from the outside looks like more like a hospital to me than a school, but hey-ho. So the camera follows a lord cop as he walks through the dark hallways, and he is jumped by an unseen figure. But oops, it's the movie within the movie. As we meet Steve, Stephen Blake, played by Brendan Hughes, a bit part actor who barely worked again. We also meet Oliver, played by George Clooney, who should have worked again. Stephen gets chewed out by Josh Forbes, the director, played by Scott Jacoby, who starred in a lot of B-movies in the 80s and 90s. During a break in filming, we meet the Money Man slash producer, Harry Schleck, played by Alex Rocco, uh, the veteran actor who sadly died last year, who is playing a Roger Corman type producer. If you know who that is, folks, Google him. Oliver tells Josh he has to take the lead of a TV show and has to leave in the morning. However, pissed Josh says he'll sue because he was supposed to be there for weeks filming stuff and all... Ober does is scoff and laugh at him, walking off a shit-eating grinly face, saying you must have money in order to sue. So after hitting on Callie Cassidy, played by Laurie Lethen, again a B-movie actor, Ober walks down a dark 
hallway, filled with smoke, walks to a door with blood pouring down from it. He goes into a room and is offed by an unseen killer. Well, it was nice knowing you, Clooney. Don't want a door hitting in the ass. Oh, and try some tomatoes, a Hebrew killer. So Harry talks Stephen into taking the part of Oliver, who was playing him anyway, and of course he agrees. After a really awkward scene between Callie and Stephen, as the two try to get to know each other, more intimately, the camera cuts to a squeaky wheeled bucket as the killer cleans up Oliver's blood with a bloody mop, complete with spare tooth and all. So back to quote real life, and Arthur is telling the chief and officer Tyler he felt uncomfortable in the school at night and kept hearing a mysterious squeaking noise. So Officer Tyler thinks one of the bodies have moved, it goes to check out, but nope, it's just a cut off man's arm on a female body. Hmm, was this supposed to be funny or scary? I mean, it, I don't get this at all, because the music is very suspenseful, but the actions that they're doing is ridiculously comic, you know? Anyway, so as Officer Tyler tries to flirt outrageously with the chief by pressing her boobs in his face, I mean, this is ridiculous farting here, folks. Jeez Louise. Cut to a flashback with Amos, the janitor, played by Al Fan. As he's pushing around a squeaky wheel mop and bucket. So is he the killer then? Hmm. He talks to Stephen about how the two are going to become big stars and become famous. Wait, become famous from doing one low-budget B-movie? Yes, moving on. So I guess that's why Cloney was offed then so Stephen can take his place. On to Principal Kettleman, played by Andy Romano, who is killing flies with his bare hands. Weirdly, hmm. As Callie comes in to quiz him about her character, so of course, this being the 80s, he hits on her. Hmm. Creepily explaining what he saw that night after the killer left, such as a tongue nailed to the floor and eyeballs on strings. Again. Was this supposed to be scary or funny? Because the way he describes it, it's hilarious, but the music is so suspenseful, it's kind of unnerving. So he leads her to a small cupboard, where she sees a head with blood and pus pouring from it. So of course, the special effects guy, Robbie, played by Marvin McIntyre, chews her out about how long it takes to set up this thing, and it takes hours and hours to get the blood consistent right and the pus consistent right, even though this wasn't her fault. Hmm. So in a flashback, for a flashback, we see some jocks teasing the cheerleaders as the captain of the team, Richard Farley, played by Philip Ken, saves the, the leaders uh, from his horny teammates. But of course, this is the 80s and he has to make this ridiculous joke. And of course, they make a bet that he has to get into the pants of the quote, Mount Rushmore of the school, Sarah Walker, who is also played by Laurie Lethen. Wait, an actor playing two roles in the same movie? Hmm. However, she shoots him down. So, this being the 80s, he follows her into the girls' locker room, where we get to see an uncalled for titty shot. Again, she shoots him down, so he pressures her into going for a date by hoisting one of the naked female cheerleaders on his shoulders and threatening to throw her in the hallway completely naked. Kidding. God, the feminists would have a field day with this movie if they ever dig this piece of shit out. Basically, this is everything that's wrong with now in one movie. 
men taking no for an answer, topless girls every 10 minutes, and female endangerment. Anyway, moving on. During the date, Richard takes her to Make Out Point. Rally movie, Make Out Point, where he actually says, and I quote, I spent 17.50 plus tip on dinner on you, so it's time for you to put out. So I'm guessing it wasn't a lobster then. So he still tries to talk before, but she slaps him across the face. Again, she says no, but he practically rapes her. But wait, there's a third pair of hands come up as Harry, the producer, pushes her tits to camera. Wait, what? Well, for this is supposed to be a flashback. Why is Harry and the camera crew in the shot all of a sudden? So pissed off, Callie storms off set. And this is where the movie goes off the fucking rails. This movie is such a bloody mess. However, it does have a good point. Why is it okay for full frontal female nudity, but not for male nudity? Also, as Harry says, and I quote, if they keep watching it, I'll keep churning this crap out. Pretty much sums up Hollywood. No quality control, just the same old shit recycled, repackaged and regurgitated while being forced down our throats. As the movie goes, that is. Sorry about that, but moving on to this clusterfuck of a movie. Whew, here we go. Now, I don't know if this is supposed to be a bad movie, or this was just some bad scenes, but this movie does not make sense scene from scene, as it flash forwards to the 80s, flashbacks to the early 80s, goes into the quote reality, and then goes back into the 80s. This is a complete mess of a movie, and it's a complete and utter disarray. So anyway, Harry has the writer have Callie do a girl talk scene, as he puts it, naked, but of course, in the showers, as behind the writer, an unnamed actor gets killed. Wait, what in the actual fuck? It then shows Stephen trying to talk Callie into staying to finish the movie, as he shows her his old walker, complete with a love heart. A quote, Steve loves Kathy on the heart, but oh no, the love heart has an arrow through his name, so what does that mean? Is he going to be off to next? Mm. Back in the special effects warehouse, an unnamed grip gets killed in I kid you not gigantic kitty litter, as the killer, now wearing ye yellow marigolds, drags him under the kitty litter. In walks Richard, finding the unnamed grip's props, when he left at the door, he also follows a trail of blood. Wait, how can I show blood? He was suffocated under the kitty litter. So he walks into a snare trap and then has his face cut off by an industrial sized fan. Again, is this supposed to be funny or scary? So it cuts to Harry drenching another unnamed actor in a bucket of blood as Josh thinks to keep the blood to a minimum. So Arthur chimes in and all saying all he wanted to do was make a psychological thriller, not some cheap splattered movie. Then Josh holds court and spews out bullshit about this not ending right and this not being the ending and walks off. This movie is pretty much unwatchable folks. What a fucking joke. We are even 35 minutes into this movie and it's an hour and 40 minutes long. This is a piss poor joke at that, my lord. It then cuts to another smoke filled hallway. Jeez, was this movie sponsored by a fucking smoke machine company, my lord. As Steve and Kelly walk down it, Steve talks about his first time with Kathy and how he never saw her ever again after his first time. And out of nowhere comes Amos with his squeaky bucket and mop. 
talking about how to clean up shitloads of blood. Moving on, we see Josh in a toilet, uh, which I'm guessing he was doing a shit ton of weed, as the place is completely filled with smoke. And by the way, Hollywood, not every team comedy or comedy has to be stoner comedy. Do something smarter for once, please break this bloody mould. But anyway, back to this shitty movie, as the entire crew walk out of one bathroom stall again. Was this supposed to be funny? So as Josh asks Freddy, played by Dexter Hamlet, for more writing pages, but wait, isn't Arthur supposed to be the writer? Do you want to know something? Fuck this movie, this is a mess. A complete and utter fucking mess. I'll just cut to the bug nuts ending, since the movie is almost unwatchable, and it's a complete and utter fucking joke. What you are supposed to believe here is the killer is on set, killing people randomly, covering up his kills, using the fake blood and guts. Oh yes, and Laurie Lethen is playing a third character, Susan. But what this thing actually was, was one big joke, one big PR stunt in order to get this crappy movie within a movie made. So it was all fake. Now see, I've reviewed a lot of bad movies doing this podcast, but I have never ever stopped a movie halfway through and just given up but this is a fucking deal breaker folks zero out of ten come back next week where i will look at captain america 3 civil war and next month i will start mayday movies movies that killed a franchise such as Addict on elm street remake and rob zombies halloween 2 also in june i'm looking at the classic franchise the omen as it turns 40. So don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pond and email me movie suggestions you'd like me to cover at Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. Oh, and I'm sorry this is a this is a complete review, but this movie is one of the worst movies I've seen since Plan 9 from Outer Space and other utter shite movies. And I'm not going to waste my time or your time with this thing. Bye!